Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, keep your heroes and villains nominations coming through. 0433-981116. The 40 Wings Temper Text. Consumer's Choice winner. Temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. You can ring it in. one 736 The Harcourt's open line. Your move, your Harcourt's, your heroes and your villains from the weekend in sport. I've still got a couple more up my sleeve, but this man's been very good. Uh, every week uh, gets on the phone uh, to talk about uh, the round of footy that we've just had the pleasure of going through. Um, we had a couple of phone issues last week, so I asked him to do me another favour, and that was actually come in to the studio, which he's been good enough uh, to do. Matt Rendell, hello, mate. Uh, pleasure, Sammy. Uh, above and beyond the call of duty. But um, uh, pleasure to be here. Oh, I thank you for being here. Mm. Um, well, what I thought we'd do is just go through the two games from the weekend. Mm. You can tell me where it was won and lost, and then uh, we'll have a look at what's next. But I, Brisbane Friday night, so I, I thought that take that took something very special mm. for them, the double hoodoo. So the hoodoo yeah. of the week before, the hoodoo of the mm. ground itself and not having won there mm. uh, since 2014. Um, Jack Crisp was playing in that game. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the fact that Melbourne have beat them up all year um, in every facet um, and over 50-point wins both times. It's just this, it's just, it's the first time they've won a week two final since 2004. Darcy Wilmot was eight months old. Mm, amazing. It's a swamp thing that's responsible a, for those a, stats a, as well. It's amazing that uh, that stat we found out during the year. No one would have had any idea of that, that Melbourne had, uh-huh. uh, Brisbane had such a poor record. The, so nobody gave them a chance to win except mm. themselves. Um, all the talk about the complexity of their game plan, they don't have enough gears, they're tactically not um, sharp enough. Melbourne kicked three six before they get their first goal. I mm. think it was, and 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 I was sitting there, and I just looked at the beautiful Evie and said, oh, "I think it's over." Well, I was there live, Sammy. I was in the TAB box. Oh, hello! Because uh, uh, <laughs> a mate of mine got an invite. Uh, mm. You must bet a lot with them. Um, Responsibly, and, of course. And it was and it was full of uh, Brisbane people, and one of the person that was in there was Jordan Lyle. Uh, Is that right? Who, who was on Brisbane's list for six years. Yeah. Um, Went to Hawthorne. So he, he did stay, st- I hope I'm not um, speaking out of turn, but he did state he still speaks to Brisbane people. Yep. Still speaks to Dane Zorko. And Dane Zorko said, if we're close enough at half time, we're going to run over the top of them. But yep. you couldn't see that from no. the game that they played up in Brisbane where they got absolutely smashed and they didn't give a yelp. I couldn't work out what Brisbane team that was that night, playing for a spot in the top four, Sammy, their pressure was nowhere near what it was when they played Carlton up there. Remember when they... Oh, they went at Carlton. Yeah. And I'll go, well, they were just timid against Brisbane up there for a place in the top four. Um, And it looked like it was heading the same way, didn't it, for the first quarter and a half. Um, They were just doing as they they wanted there and, and they just... As, as Bucks, I, I heard a few times, they just arrested a bit of the contested ball. It was just a change. In, yep. Um, they, then they were going forward. They couldn't really score. Uh, but they're still 22 points down at three-quarter time. They made a great move, didn't they? Like the berry onto Oliver. Oliver was dominating. Yep. 
Gorn great early and then Fort clamped down on him. Yep. Did a super job. Um, so they were close enough at half time. And they shouldn't have been. Soccer. And they shouldn't have been. Uh, but that's what it, it happens. Two, two grand finals in our memory uh, got lost because of poor kicking for goal. So mm. uh, North should have been that far in front against the Crows and at half time and yep. lost the game. And the other one, of course, was uh, Geelong v Hawthorne. Hawthorne should never won that flag. In well, just on that, just on that, 11 of those behinds were actually Hawthorne deliberately rushing and walking them over <laughs> in Brent Guerra. So that changes the equation. It but yes, change, still, we, yeah. we digress. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, they kicked poorly early and then oh, Brisbane haven't been... Well, Melbourne have caved in a lot this year when teams are close enough. When they're close enough, they've caved in. Um, Six time they've given up a lead at halftime or three-quarter time. So, so let's talk about Melbourne. Lose, yep. So let's talk about Melbourne. So uh, they had over the last two years what I considered to be the best strength and conditioning coach probably in the world. In mm. Darren Burgess, he's gone to the Crows uh, for family reasons. His understudy last year took over. So... Um, you know how much importance I put on the strength and conditioning, Sam. Um, but I will say, though, that they're five weeks behind when they started because they won the flag. So everyone who didn't make the finals and even the first team that tipped out the first week, two teams tip out the first week, they were five weeks behind in their preparation. And I just wonder if that was a bit of an issue for them and players didn't turn up in good enough nick knowing that they were going to be five weeks behind because they were nowhere near as fit as they were when they won their premiership. Goodwin was actually asked about that, whether he was asked whether the, um, if uh, the fitness was an issue. Oh, look, we'll dig into it. You know, we'll get at the right time. We'll review everything within our program. You know, we feel like our players are certainly fit enough. Um, you know, and it's a, you know, different year for us. You know, we knew heading into this year that expectation would be high. We knew that pressure around our footy club would be high and that's why it's really challenging to be successful when you come off what we've come off. Um, and that's why not many teams do it. Um, so we've got to be able to deal with those situations, the pressure in games, second half in games, when things aren't perfect for us. Um, and we'll dig in, into all of our program about what that looks like. But, you know, we've got some vulnerabilities that we need to fix up. Um, yeah, I think they, they were nowhere near what they were. And you think, well, how come this the new bloke, I can't think of his name... Um, why doesn't he just follow exact same preparation? But his preparation was five weeks behind, so he maybe had to um, yeah, change Forgo it. Forgo some things yeah, to... Yeah, so, change it. But, but I know that the Richmond blokes and the Hawthorne blokes, when they go on back-to-back premierships, they came back in ripping nick. So they start training mm. really early. I don't know if the Melbourne blokes did that. Petrarca, did, did we know? Didn't stop training. He, he was one. Yeah. Uh, I'm tipping Oliver was pretty spot on and Maxie Gorn as well. You'd but think as so, a wouldn't group, you? I yep. don't know. So... When I look at Melbourne, I look, well, who improved this year? Now, they didn't come off a career-best years, yep. I do last year, but uh, Brown went backwards. McDonald, for injury-wise, injury-wise, went backwards, yep. yeah. Spargo wasn't as good. Uh, Neil Bullen wasn't as good. He was doing a lot of up and ground, down the ground stuff. And, and inaccuracy really cost him this yeah. year. I, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but it was, he kept a lot of behinds. And Jackson was nowhere near as good. And here's the, here's the kicker. Bowie was bloody outstanding at the end of last year. Mm. Bowie, sorry. Bowie was outstanding yep. in the last. He loses his role mid-year and doesn't basically doesn't come back in. Salem was excellent running off half-back last year. Had an ordinary year with mainly because of injury again. Um, so 
here's what they ended up with possession-wise from their defenders from the weekend. Salem, 11 from a running back. Bowie doesn't play. Hibbert, 14. Hunt, a running back, 9. Lever, 9. And Rivers, 7. They are very low stats. And Daniel Rich had 30. Had 30. Running off half-back. Now, a few of those kick-ins, we know, but... Yeah, so... I don't think they were anywhere near the nick they were the previous year. And you only have to be a few percent off. And so so when you look at the top three of the top four teams, take Brisbane out, but you look at um, Swans, Geelong, Collingwood, they are on top of the ground Mm. playing with massive pressure. And Melbourne did not have the pressure they applied last year. And what drops off when you're not as fit as what you should be, your pressure drops off. 16th, I think they finished up at yep. uh, in the your, competition. Your pressure drops off because it's really hard to attack and defend. So uh, I think that's their issue this year. They'll fix it up in the off season. I made that was making the point in a very weird analogy that I won't go into again. <laughs> comparing uh, siege warfare and the development in that mm. to the development in the uh, entertainment era of footy. So you got to go. You got to attack. But it's the way in which you attack, the nuance with which, you know, to be unpredictable, to, to be targeted in the way that you do it, to be unpredictable in, in, in that sense. So Melbourne throw a heap of boulders in. Um, they're third for inside 50s on average, but only sixth mm. uh, for average goals. They rank ninth for inside 50 efficiency. So they throw a lot of boulders, but they mm. can't bring down a wall because it, there's no, it's not targeted. So is that the area that Simon Goodwin will go away, focus on? Because you can see them coming back, and th- this group's still a premiership group. They could come back and do what Richmond did yeah. and win a couple so, more. But so, was that a re- an issue for you, just their offensive yeah. tactical nous? Yeah, well, if Fritch and uh, Pickett aside, who were pretty good most of the year, mm. uh, you know, games where they, they didn't get involved. But when you're kicking it to Brown, Wiedemann, um, Jackson, and they're not marking it and they're not getting the ball on the ground and they're not applying pressure, makes it very difficult for the... For the players, so they what they didn't get, they didn't get their midfielders running through and kicking goals this year, did they? I mean, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't think Petrarca and Oliver were as dominant. They're certainly Petrarca uh, inaccurate, yes. so didn't had a lot of, but, like, but, but, but he was still phenomenal, Petrarca, in score involvements, goal yeah. assists, inside 50, yeah. so he was still contributing oh, he, he majorly. Was, he was holding a lot of it together, but Harms was nowhere near. Uh, his year, Langdon was still pretty good on the wing. I don't think he was as good as last year, but he was still pretty damn good. Brayshaw played more in the middle, bit of half back. Then he came in the middle about halfway through. Um, look, they're still going to be hugely dangerous, and they're going to have a better preseason. And they need to fix up uh, what they're going to do with their keys in there. Tom McDonald obviously comes back in. Um, but what would you do? And just focus on the four. So defence, big tick. Midfield, yep. big tick. What would you do inside forward fifty with them? Who would you get or who would you promote? What, what would you do well, before we talk lines? Well, the interesting one is obviously if Jackson goes, and it looks like mm. he is going to go. And maybe his performances were down because he, it's doing his head in that he has to Which go to the club. Which is understandable. Massive he's got decision. To go, as a 21-year-old, he's yeah. got to go to the club this week and tell him that he's going to Frio on a massive deal. And mm. then he turns up at Frio and he better play well if he's getting a million dollars for seven years, Sammy. Yeah. So... I could imagine it was. Oh, I, I worry. I really worry I, about that. Jerry Whateley speaks about the yeah. steps when you step through the contract mm. progression. His view is that they're missing two, at least you know one at the very least, and maybe two steps in progressing him up because the expectation that will come. The, well, oh, just I, I, well, we said exactly the same thing about um, 
the bloke who came from GWS to the Bulldogs. Uh, Tom Boyd. Tom Boyd, yeah. sorry. I, was, I tried, couldn't think of his... And, and then I reckon all the uh, well, Bulldogs people are ecstatic. <laughs> like, yeah, they got the uh, premiership he was, and he was huge in it. He was huge. Um, so mm. the Van Ruyen is what we who we hear about. Yes. Is a, it, you, you're, I, a, you're a believer? Yes. Well, look, I saw him as a 16-year-old and really didn't see him in the 18th. So I saw him as a 16. I really liked him. I, I, he was a big-time runner and work ethic, which I loved in the 16s. Didn't get a heap of the ball, but he I, I think he was playing with players that weren't quite good enough to give it to him. But he, he covered some ground. I said, I haven't seen a key forward cover that much ground since probably Nick Redwald. Mm. So I saw, I watched uh, the game, not all the game on the weekend, the VFL, and I like what I saw. So he'll come in there. Uh, ben Brown's the interesting one. He's got uh, two years, two more years on a contract. Yeah. Uh, Wiedemann, I think, has got... At least one, maybe two. Interesting about Ben Brown is Ben Brown is essentially mm. just a taller Bailey Fritz because he's not a contested mark forward. Mm. But he, I think at times he's actually played better than people give him mm. credit for mm. throughout the year. But it, but essentially, Bailey Fritz is doing what Ben Brown did at North Melbourne as being the lead-up mm. forward. Um, so, it's an, again, the mix is, is a little interesting. Uh, it's, one that has improved, and Fogg saying off the tech, Brayshaw had a phenomenal year. Yes. I thought it was, you know, yeah, he, he, he was he all was Australian calibre. But they year. put him back in the midfield. But, yeah. uh, look, it's a really interesting time for them. They've got all those inside mids. Uh, they're sort of fixed up their outside runners. But, um, yeah, I don't uh, – I think they'll rebound next year. But, um, you know, they would have been really disappointed with that year. All right, let's take a break, come back, uh, get you to talk a little bit about the Lions before we dissect uh, Saturday night's game between Collingwood and Frio. Matt Rendell, our special guest on the Sporting Capital SEN. You're listening to the Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Matty Rendell, our special guest. Matty, before we move to mm. Collingwood and Frio on Saturday night, just a word on what impressed you about Brisbane. Oh, everything to, to fight back from there and break that hoodoo. Um, look, this really frustrates me. Why, why isn't it every club using a tagger every week? I if I hear another coach say, we don't use a tagger because it upsets our team defence, I'm going off my head. Uh, it is the biggest crap line I've ever heard in the history of football. Jared Berry wins the game for Brisbane yep. by taking Oliver out of it. Um, we saw Richmond arrogantly not tag Lockie Neal and he wins the game for Brisbane. Um, we've seen the Swans use Clark as a forward tag, all, well, not all year, about halfway during the year, yeah. and uh, Mills virtually as a run with, but not a tagger, but very responsible for his man mm. all year. Yeah. And look where they finished. I mean, it's just rubbish. Don't use taggers. The interesting thing is Collingwood, they don't use a tagger, but Pendlebury can often play on the best clearance person for the opposition, but then they go their own ways. They've never used one all year. Just quickly, does Jared Berry get off at the tribunal? Can you look at that and unequivocally say that it really, was intentional? I'm really disappointed if he doesn't get off. You can't rub a bloke out for a preliminary final on that rubbish. Mm. God, give me a spell. Um, Collingwood at yeah. Fremantle Saturday night. So yeah. um, it could have been over at quarter time. Collingwood yeah. just couldn't kick accurately to put them away. Uh, and Fremantle just, for some reason, decided to slow play. I'm still trying to get my head around that. What what did you make of, well, that, of that game and how yeah, they tried? To, they tried to control the game free when they got hold of it, but the, um, Collingwood are too good against that sort of stuff. So, um, look, the reason they're doing this Freo because they haven't got a lot of faith in their forward line. So they've got a lot of faith in defence. Justin Longmuir 
fantastic at organising defence. Yep. He did the, the pies one, and now he's got theirs organised. But when you go, you know, Walters is at a pretty good end of the year. Swetowski's been injured and in and out, but he's not a real class act. You've got a kid, a miss, who looks like he's going to be a really good player. Amos is, yeah, uh, I like the look uh, of him. Amos, and he's who it? they got. He's one of the pick eight they got for break. He got yes. the Chera. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Schultz had, like had a year. Schultz had a good year. Yeah, Schultz had a year, but the, they lack a really good small forward and they lack some class in their lob, lobs hot and cold. And, and will be gone. And will be gone. And the one, I can't believe they're going to lose Griffin Logue. I mean, he's not a naturally um, key forward, but... Uh, a natural key forward is more a natural key back, but um, and he's a competitor. Just, they lack a bit of class in their forward line, so they try to protect it by moving the ball slower. Um, they need to change that next year. Obviously, Tabernas didn't uh, obviously didn't play, yeah. but they, they, uh, they, they played there's, a little there's bit like Floyd Mayweather boxed. I made yeah. a comparison earlier. They don't look to swing punt. They don't look to land yeah. hooks. They just jab. They defend yeah, yeah. and jab. Defend and jab. And the, so they've got they, the, they've they got, can't get a knockout. They've got the basics yeah. right now, and they will. It's only onwards and upwards. They've got a heap of depth with their kids, uh, but they prob- they need to find a decent key forward. And, and, and Amos is got, is a kid for next year, mm. even and uh, with no lob and probably no log. Uh, who knows where Tabner is? Um, they're still they're going to have still have the same problems next year as I see it. And maybe Acres, and I thought Acres was probably their best. Yes, but just can't get really an good. agreement on the contract, and there's mm. other interest elsewhere uh, for mm. him. So Collingwood um, is a, is a fascinating one because I talked before about the fact that of the teams remaining, Geelong, Brisbane, Sydney, and Collingwood, three out of the top three uh, out of those teams are top four in average goals per game and top mm. four for inside fifty efficiency. Geelong, Brisbane, Sydney, Collingwood rank ninth for goals, mm. ninth for inside fifties, and have an inside fifty efficiency rank of sixteen. That is a concern, but. Collingwood are doing it in ways that sort of defy our statistical <laughs> logic, aren't they? And you've picked up on one. Uh, what, what was that again? Was, um, contested ball. Oh, yes. Okay. So, pressure. So contested ball's been king uh, for a long time. And, and, in fact, if you win the pressure and the contested ball stats, you win nine games out of ten. The games you lose is poor kicking for goal or you get mm. injuries during a game. Uh, but it was always like, give me contested ball. I'm going to win contested ball. Melbourne won it all year, basically. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask the question, has pressure overtaken contested ball as the most important stat in a game now? And, and we see the Swans. Swans played a game against uh, the Crows where they kicked nine goals in the first quarter, had a pressure rating of 300. Unheard of. 300. They yep. could not get... They had the ball in their hands for a millisecond and, it was, and they were tackled... To their credit, the Crows, they fired back with a 288 in the second quarter and they got within three goals of uh, Swans. But to to, anything over 200 is great. They had 300. This is what this team's capable of. This is going to be just get your hands on it and kick it. Don't even think about trying to handball. Uh, Look for options. Just get it and get it forward. It's going to be a territory game with massive pressure and... And uh, Collingwood have been fantastic at it all year, and so have the Swans. So when you have a quick look at Geelong and Brisbane, mm. it, for two weeks in a row, it's especially in first quarters, you've looked at Brisbane and you've watched Richmond and Melbourne be able mm. to pick their way. Th- almost mm. the ball didn't hit the ground going from full back to full forward and chip. And you thought, oh, that, can Brisbane defend them? We're going to ask the same question again because Geelong are playing a faster brand of footy mm. this year, but we've got about a minute and a half left. How do you see the game unfolding 
Geelong and Brisbane. Brisbane have been all heart over well, the last couple of weeks. And Geelong have, have uh, Geelong's best has been, I think, competition best this year. Um, like the defence against their attack. So their attack, Geelong, is obviously outstanding. So, um, uh, and and the the player they miss is Adams because I think Adams probably takes Hawkins any other day. And and um, um, Darcy Gardner's got to play on on Cameron. Um, oh. They're in a hard matchup. Who gets Rowan? I think Starsevich will probably get. Uh, would he get Rowan or would he get someone get, like Mize think, or Close? Maybe, but I think um, um, Coleman, maybe to Stengel. Yeah. Um, oh, Stengel, sorry. No, yeah. Starsevich will get Stengel, Stengel sorry. Starsevich will get Stengel. He yeah. always gets the best small forward. Yeah, so um, that's a good matchup for and you Brisbane. Think but they'll I'm, put Guthrie on Neil? Uh, oh, absolutely. Well, what they did with uh, – they they used um, Blissars to, ta- well, to run with the Goey. In the final last week, did you notice that he was mm. he was looking after him? So the, they'll use Blissavs, the, they'll use the Irish, Irishman um, O'Connor. O'Connor, uh, they use some tags and run with uh, Geelong. So uh, interesting to um, see what they do again this week. They definitely, I would have thought O'Connor goes to. Well, you reckon Guthrie or O'Connor goes to Lockie Neal? I think they'll probably use both at yeah. certain times. Mm. And I've got about. 40 seconds, mm. but Danaher coming in, does it make Brisbane more imposing or does it make them more predictable? I think I think um, more imposing. I mean, he's, he, he was, oh, my God, he was insipid in the ruck <laughs> the previous week against Richmond. Um, he didn't want to be there, but he's just too dangerous a player, Sammy. You've got to put a really good player on him and he's capable of kicking five. In a word, who wins? Um... Swans will beat Geelong, uh, beat Collingwood will be tight and uh, Geelong will win easily against, I think, Brisbane. Uh, uh, easily, I think, against Brisbane. Love your work, Matty. Thanks so much for coming in. That's it for the Sporting Capital. Thanks for all your calls. Thanks for all your texts. Massive day for the US Open in the men's final. BP's got your first serve covered on the other side of this. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.